Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With five seconds, he's going to throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. Back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And it's <laughs> with yes, a sir. 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it. Here's Kupak. Gives off to Amos. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's Jordan back to kick. It's blocked again. Picked up. It'll be a touchdown, Carolina, for Bracey Walker. He blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season. It's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meet Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. Hey guys, and welcome into this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's been a little while, but now it's time to talk about spring football. And the Tar Heels have some major storylines that have come out in the first couple of weeks. And we're getting ready to head down the home stretch towards the spring game that will kick off at 5 p.m. on April 13th. That's the Saturday after the Final Four. And, of course, Carolina, the basketball team, they exited the tournament last night. So there is something to look forward to at least. It's a little bit of time off still, about two weeks away. Actually, two weeks exactly away from when this podcast was recorded here on this Saturday. Uh, Hopefully, whenever you guys are listening to it, maybe it's a little bit closer and you guys don't have to wait quite as long. So there are some huge storylines that we have to talk about and we'll start by jumping in to the opening drive. This is the opening drive. This week we'll start by talking about the secondary troubles that the Tar Heels are having and that is in the secondary on defense. Tar Heels They lost two guys within the span of five days in the secondary, both of them cornerbacks, and it started with senior K.J. Sales, who announced he would transfer last Friday. Of course, everybody knows about Sales, a guy that started 14 games in his roughly three years at Carolina, but really played mostly two, Uh, was a full-time starter in his sophomore season, and of course had I would say a breakout season. Some would say otherwise, but a guy that did finish third in the ACC with 13 pass deflections as a sophomore was seen as the guy that was the leader in that at cornerback heading into last year. And he announced that he would transfer last Friday. Not sure where he's thinking about heading, but 
just from looking at some of the things that have happened this offseason around him and his family, it would look like he's probably going to transfer somewhere closer to home for him, which was down in Florida. So don't be shocked if he ends up somewhere like Central Florida or South Florida down there. But when we do find that out, of course, we'll let you guys know. So that was a guy that was expected to compete for that number two corner job. Now, that is the cornerback job opposite of Patrice Rene on the outside. Patrice Rene is locked in at that number one cornerback position, of course, with a fantastic finish to last season, became one of the leaders over the offseason and is off to a great start in spring camp. And then in the slot, Trey Morrison is the guy that will more than likely stay there. Although, with that, with everything that's gone on, there could be a chance that they could move him outside. But as of right now, he's seen as the guy that's going to stay in the slot after a phenomenal freshman season that has put him on some early NFL radars for whenever he is eligible. That will not be after this season. That would be after next season. So still a little bit of time to see Trey Morrison out on the field for Tar Heel fans. Well, that left a battle between what looked to be sophomore C.J. Cotman, who took a red shirt after last year, and junior Greg Ross, but C.J. Cotman, he medically retired due to recurrent headaches on Tuesday. Of course, last year, many Toriel fans will remember that he played in the first two games of the season, was also active in the game against Duke later on in the year. Uh, did see some significant time in that game against East Carolina when Patrice Rene came out after struggling in coverage against some of those East Carolina receivers. And C.J. Cotman, for the most part, showed some signs that he could end up being a, portion, a good portion of the future for the Tar Heels. But unfortunately, he will not be able to go anymore this season or uh, throughout his Carolina career as he will now uh, retire from his playing career. He will actually stay with the team and is expected to stay with the football staff. think he's going to be on staff to try to help maybe some of the younger guys and also might be looking at sort of a graduate assistant role for him in the future. So C.J. Cotman, unfortunately, is out of the running there. And now that leaves some questions. Of course, Caleb Rosar transferred earlier this offseason, a redshirt sophomore, uh, after he did not play in any of his first two seasons. So he transferred and, of course, now is at Alabama State. So when talking to Mac after C.J. Cotman's move prior to Tuesday's practice, Mac Brown said, that the Heels now have only five corners, list just five corners that are in camp. Now, this does not count the nickelbacks in Trey Morrison and Bryson Richardson, although Bryson Richardson has been seen lining up at safety for some of the snaps so far in camp, so they could there could be a move with him to safety. So now Patrice Rene, Greg Ross Jr., Trey Shaw, DeAndre Hollins, and Storm Duck are the five corners that, as of right now, are listed in spring camp. Patrice Rene, as we mentioned, he's going to lock down that number one role. So really, the last four will be the ones battling it out for that number two spot opposite of him. Greg Ross Jr. will probably be the favorite right now. As Of course, last year, he did see some significant time out there. Started six games and was up and down. He had his moments where he showed some things. But again, this is a guy in Greg Ross that came in and was kind of seen as one of those tweener guys 
someone that played safety for a little while while he was at the high school level, but could also play corner. And at Carolina, he's been mostly a corner, although early on in his career, he maybe played a little bit of safety when he first got on campus. Now has pretty much made the full-time conversion to corner, and it would be expected that he's going to be the front runner due to experience. But Trey Shaw, a guy who showed some flashes in his true freshman season on campus, then last year played in four games. So he will receive the red shirt for that, meaning that he will be a sophomore this year. He's now going to get his chance to take a run at a starting cornerback job. DeAndre Hollins, he saw some limited action last year. Of course, he will receive the red shirt as well, only playing uh, in four games or less. But he did see some action against Virginia. Uh, that was a game that Greg Ross in particular struggled in. So Hollins got a look. And, you know, again, very young guy. So We'll see, you know, whether or not what he showed in that game will carry on into the future. Probably not. A guy that's probably been working a lot harder this offseason, and he will be a guy that people will have to keep an eye on in this race. And then the true freshman, Storm Duck, who is an early enrollee, and Mac Brown and staff has said he has come in and looked pretty solid. So there's a chance that he could factor into the race as well, one that now is expected to go well into fall camp as they try to figure out who will line up on that outside cornerback position. Corey Bell Jr. was a guy that some people thought maybe he would be able to factor into that race after receiving an extra year of eligibility. But, of course, as many of you guys know, prior to K.J. Sales' announcement on Friday, last Tuesday, actually, head coach Mac Brown announced that Corey Bell Jr. was moving to wide receiver to try to help with the depth issues there. And that's really just because of the type of offense that Carolina wants to run. There's going to be some five wide receiver sets mostly four wide receiver sets, and still that's a lot of guys that you have to put on the field, so they are wanting to make sure that they have enough receiving options there. That's why Corey Bell Jr. was moved there. Mac Brown has said, even after the announcements of Sales and Cotman, that Bell will not move back to cornerback. He is going to stay at wide receiver. There is also help on the way, true freshman Obi Egbuna and Don Chapman, they will join the team in the fall. Those guys, of course, were 2019 commits, but they decided not to early enroll. So when they come in in the fall, you never know. One of those guys could end up jumping out and possibly competing for that starting job. But Don Chapman seems like a guy that might be more of a slot guy, although he did play on the outside in high school, and Obi Egbuna, another guy that's really a, a smaller statured guy. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys factor in. And in the secondary, still, safeties Miles Dorn and Miles Wolfolk are limited at this moment. They haven't been a full go. So this secondary right now, most people would think it's be it's in a little bit of trouble. But it was there. There was an article written. Earlier this week, believe it was by Tar Heel Illustrated, where they talked to Mac Brown, and he said, look, we're not really that concerned in the secondary. That's actually the unit that, even with these moves, they still believe in the most. So that's a little bit of good news. They could use the depth back there that they really are lacking at the moment, but we'll see when they get into fall camp 
what the depth chart looks like a little more. That should give you a better perspective of what's going on. And, you know, we mentioned Miles Wolfolk there. If the Tar Heels really needed to, Wolfolk was a guy that came in and played corner. Actually, his redshirt freshman year, he played in the slot, but he could kick to the outside and play out there. Or Trey Morrison could kick to the outside as well. That was one of the interesting things that some people were looking for with the new scheme, although Nickelback... As Lee Pace told us earlier this earlier in spring camp, uh, will still be a significant part of this Tar Heel defense. So that is the opening drive. Secondary is you know still a little bit of a concern, but at the moment Tar Heel fans should not be too worried as this team continues to head towards the spring game. We'll let you know if there are any changes in the secondary, and of course we encourage you to keep an eye on that secondary whenever you are out there watching the Heels on April 13th. So now we move to our main topic, and that is the fact that the Heels recruiting class in the 2020 class is now into the top 10 in the team rankings. That's on both of the major recruiting sites. ESPN does not put out class rankings until later on down the line. So 24-7 Sports and Rivals.com are the two that will go with. Class ranks ninth according to 24-7 Sports. That's up from 12th after the commitment the other day. And the class is now seventh, according to Rivals.com. That is massive for the Tar Heels. The first time that they are inside the top ten since the Butch Davis era. Tar Heels landed three-star offensive tackle Trey Zimmerman on Thursday. Really a guy that is going to sort of have to learn as he goes along, really didn't have that many pass protection um, clips on tape, but is a guy that is a very strong guy in his upper body, has really solid footwork for a guy that's just entering his senior year in high school and looks like he has the size to definitely play immediately at the college level if he was to need to. The good news for the Tar Heels is is the offensive line has kind of become a position area of strength for the Heels when it comes to depth, so he would have time to sit back and learn instead of being thrown right into the starting lineup. It'll be interesting to see what his move does for the rest of this class as well as he does have a tight end teammate that the Tar Heels are looking at in three-star tight end John Copenhaver. Both of those guys go to Roswell High School in Roswell, Georgia. But for the Heels, the more important thing is now they have five players that are inside the top 500 players in the 2020 class according to 24-7 sports. So not only are the Tar Heels doing well with landing the commits, they're landing some big-time guys as well as Zimmerman, who we just talked about. The Heels landed him over Auburn, as well as uh, other schools like Duke and a few others that were trying to make pushes sort of I guess late in his recruitment, it's not really late, but the Tar Heels and Auburn had sort of separated themselves and they knew that there was a decision that was looming. Unfortunately for them, they were not able to close the gap and the Heels end up getting a very solid offensive tackle. Three four-star prospects are committed to the class according to 24-7 Sports. Now, this is a little bit strange considering that Josh Downs was considered a four-star prospect and then was dropped down by 24-7 Sports. Now, with his performance at the opening camp this past weekend, 
you would expect that there's a chance that he could move back up to being a four-star where he was the fastest man uh, at, at the opening regional in Atlanta. Ran a 4-4-4 and really is, is a guy that was dominant in the drills against some of the better corners that were out there. Uh, and he looks like, barring something very shocking, he will be heading to the opening finals. According to Rivals.com, they they have the heels listed with four four-star prospects, including Josh Downs. So the team is in great standing with those prospects, of course, as they are committed, but they're also in great standing with some of the nation's top guys that are uncommitted at the moment, but could be moving towards a decision. Five-star weak side defensive end Desmond Evans is a guy that the Heels have been on from the start, and many believe that it will be between the Tar Heels and the NC State Wolfpack for his services, although there are some teams that are trying to make pushes into his race, but the Tar Heels are in good standing with him, and that would be the first time that the Tar Heels would land a five-star since the Butch Davis era. And also, four-star linebacker Trenton Simpson, another guy that the Heels have really made a great push with. He was early on a South Carolina lean. Now he is a Tar Heel lean as of the moment. And he will be one of the guys that will lead a large group of prospects that are expected to be on campus for the spring game. So keep an eye out for those guys. That could be a very big weekend for Carolina. So with that, it's time to close down the show as we head to the 40-yard dash. It's time for the 40-yard dash on the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. And we'll start the 40-yard dash by looking at some guys that ran the 40-yard dash. I told you just a couple of weeks ago about the guys that were out at the NFL Scouting Combine. Well, the Tar Heels Pro Day took place this past Monday, and there was one guy in particular that shined more than anybody else, and that was Cole Holcomb. When you take a look at his numbers from the Pro Day, a phenomenal day for him running a 4-4-8 as a linebacker, showing that he has fantastic speed. There were actually some that clocked him at 4-4-4, but as of right now, many are going with that 4-4-8 speed. And he had a 20-yard split of 2.58, which is very good for an outside linebacker. That's something that a lot of teams will take notice of because that's about that, that that's one of those things that you look at for linebackers when you want to see how good they are in coverage. 22 reps on the bench, which is solid, but then you get into some of the freakish numbers. The vertical, 39.5 inches on the vertical jump. That is a phenomenal number for an outside linebacker. Nearly 40 inches, that is almost in the area that some of the wide receivers that we saw at the combine were in. The broad jump He hit 11 feet. That is remarkable for Cole Holcomb. And then he also had some great times on the shuttle, a 4-1-8, and the three-cone, a 6-7-7. And also, teams liked what they saw from him in the drill. So there was one. if there was one guy that really, really helped himself on Monday, it was Cole Holcomb. Anthony Ratliff-Williams, of course, was the other big name that was out there. He, of course, did not receive an invite to the NFL scouting combine. And still, a lot of people are still 
kind of confused about that, but he went out there and had a pretty good showing. Ran a 4.46, which is a very solid time for him, especially a guy that is going to be looked at as a kick returner as well as an outside wide receiver, and also did a great job running his routes and working with wide receivers coach Lonnie Galloway, who was actually out there throwing to him since the Heels did not have a quarterback that was being looked at for this NFL draft. Some other guys that were out there, of course, Malik Corney, he did all the drills and ran the 40 once again. Um, those times, uh, unfortunately, have not been made official, and William Sweet, of course, went through drills. Not sure if he ran the 40-yard dash or not. All the other guys that were out there included guys like Jalen Dalton, Jeremiah Clark, who was a late ad, Tyler Powell, as well as Hunter Lent and Tommy Bancroft. Unfortunately, the numbers are not available on all of those guys, but if we do get them, we will post them to the Heel Tough blog Facebook page and the Heel Tough blog Twitter page. Keenan Stadium is going to turf starting this fall. You guys probably saw that midweek, and the move really is sort of a move that many people probably should have seen coming because Mac Brown did headman the project to move from grass to turf when he was back at Texas. Now the Tar Heels will do the same thing. It will keep Keenan Stadium from being the real disaster that it's been over the past two seasons. The field has been torn up because of just how much use that the Tar Heels have had to have on there. Of course, the Heels have been practicing inside of Keenan Stadium for the last two seasons. They will not have to do that this year with the indoor practice facility officially open. And the indoor practice facility is turf. They will have an outdoor, uh, two outdoor fields. One of them will be grass and one of them will be turf. So they'll mostly be on turf for most of the time. I think that's one of the reasons that the Tar Heels are going to make the move. I think that's one of the reasons that Mac Brown wanted to make the move in particular. It will also prevent weather from being such a factor as we saw, of course, back in 2016 against Virginia Tech. And we've seen a couple other times, including a little bit last year against NC State on a field that was just torn up. The Heels will play their final game on the grass surface on April 13th during the spring game. Then they'll wait another month. They'll have the graduation ceremony in Keenan Stadium on May 11th. And then on May 12th, the surface will be torn up. And the goal is to have the turf in in time for the game on September 7th against the Miami Hurricanes. Of course, the Heels will not open the season at home. They will open at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Meanwhile, the Tar Heels landed a transfer kicker during this week. Michael Rubino, the App State transfer, will come in and compete for the starting kicking job in the fall against the current slated starting kicker, Noah Ruggles. Of course, he will take over for Freeman Jones, who departed. Apparently, Ruggles has looked very solid in spring camp, but Rubino will come in and and push him. He was a guy that did start in his redshirt freshman year for App State and held that job into his sophomore season before he was replaced due to some struggles. So we'll see if his career maybe gets back in the right direction. And it's always good to have somebody that is experienced back there, as it looks like true freshman, uh, who uh, true freshman Ben Kernan, who will come in in the fall 
he will be at punter instead, where they probably will need him a little bit more as there have been some struggles so far from the group of punters that the Heels have in spring camp. And finally, the first scrimmage of spring practice took place earlier this week. And Mac Brown did talk to the media afterwards, really focusing on the struggles to complete balls between the quarterbacks and wide receivers, said there were some drops and also was a little bit concerned about the lack of depth that the Heels currently have at some major positions. Of course, those positions that he was talking about probably focus in the secondary, as we mentioned earlier, still an area that they're not really all that concerned about, and definitely on the defensive line where there are a good group of guys that will be with the team in the fall that are currently not with the team or not with the team in full capacity because of injuries. So I wouldn't read into it too much just yet. If there are still some concerns in the fall, that's when you should maybe start to put that on your radar. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening as always and remind you that you can like and subscribe to the podcast on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com, and the TuneIn app. Also, all over the place on plenty of other major podcast websites. We encourage you guys to check them out. Also, you can check out the Heel Tough blog and the podcast itself on HeelToughBlog.com. We have the official website that is up and running. You guys can find out the latest news, and soon we are going to start selling some gear on there as well, so keep an eye out for that. There's going to be some great things going up soon. So, want to thank you guys once again for listening to the podcast. And as always, go Tar Heels! Ah!